the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Courageous Christianity, a public nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world. It challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelo has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us for the next 30 minutes as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelo. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity. Today is the last show we will be doing in a 30-minute format. Beginning next week, Courageous Christianity will be an hour, and we will air on Saturdays at our new time from 12 to 1 p.m. And we're very excited about this change. So today, I would like to take this opportunity to review some of the things we've discussed over the last year. As always, I'm joined by and so grateful for Christy Stratton, my most excellent wingman. Hello, everyone. Friends, before we begin the conversation, I must remind you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views, and they do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. Please pray with us. Heavenly Father, you have said that from whom much is given, much is required, and from whom much is entrusted, even more will be asked. Lord, in your Son, Jesus Christ, we have been given much. We are restored to you, guided by you, blessed in abundance by you, and entrusted by you to reflect your light on those around us. Help us, Father God, to be courageous in these dark times. Help us to walk in the joy of Jesus Christ regardless of circumstances, to be strong in faith, to endure hardship, and to lift up those around us. Help us to serve you and to glorify you in all we do and say. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So friends, in the Marines, you wear a uniform, and everybody knows you're a Marine. So your good deeds bring credit to the service, your misdeeds dishonor it. Mm. We've all seen the damaging effects of ill-considered and bad behavior, as it is so happily reported by the news media. In our Heroes of Faith series, we talked about the fact that this perverse generation does not like heroes. They're like a bucket of crabs trying to pull down anyone who succeeds in climbing out of their circumstances. As such, they love when someone in uniform does something bad 
and the first thing they say is that the suspected culprit is a Marine. Well, let me tell you, it's similar for Christians. People must know we are Christians if Jesus is to receive credit for and be glorified by our deeds. As a result, our misdeeds can be devastating to the people's perception of God, to their perception of his love and his son. So this generation does not want anyone good to make their bad behavior look even worse. So they love it when Christians do wrong things, bad things, things which go counter to our faith. For these reasons, it really can be hugely damaging to the kingdom of God when we misbehave. I think of it like this. Let's say that on a deployment to Afghanistan, I was the only American and Marine that a particular Afghan ever met. What would he say about our nation based on his interaction with me? When talking to his friends, what would he say? How would his friends be influenced by his words? Would the people with whom he came in contact be more or less well disposed toward Americans? It's quite something to think about, isn't it? Well, if you're the only Christian who professes their faith that a particular person meets, how would they feel about Jesus? It's a sobering question. Yeah, it is. So there's a lot of ways to look at faith, and I start out with a quote that is attributed to Gandhi, but he did not say it. Um, And it says, I like your Jesus. I do not like your Christians. Makes me a little bit sad. Well, it makes me a lot sad. Uh, There's actually a scripture in the Bible which says, my name is blasphemed among pagans because of you. Right. Our opportunity for good is tremendous, and our opportunity for damage is also tremendous. We've said before on the show, tactical actions can have strategic consequences. Right. So that's especially true in counterinsurgency. And on the last show, we talked a little bit, we reviewed a little bit what counterinsurgency is. And Christy said she's still not totally cool with it. <laughs> not that I'm not cool with it. It's just for the way I have to learn. It's it's something different. It's not something I grew up with. I wasn't in the Marines. And so I have to wrap my head around it. And and until, you know, they, they kind of say, until you teach something, right. you don't know it. And I've not really taught it. So I really need to spend some more time really getting it into my head and understanding it. So... Okay. Want to remind me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said uh, tactical actions have strategic consequences. As uh, many of you know, tactical actions are the local little things that we do, the things that you do at the grocery store, the things that you do in traffic. Those are your tactical actions, a kindness that you might offer, helping somebody up who falls down. Tactical action might be at the intersection of faith and the world, you walk away from a discussion that you think is just not profitable. It's not going to achieve anything. It's just going to add noise to the world. And so you're just like, have a nice day. And you walk away. That's a tactical action. And when I say tactical actions can have strategic consequences, strategy is obviously the overarching uh, aim of all of our efforts. And the overarching aim of our efforts is to glorify God so that people will see him And come to him, knowing that he is first and foremost loving, that he is a benevolent God who wants his children back, that he understands the context of this world, which is a battlefield. Yeah. Everything in the Bible is about combat and war and a battlefield. 
the idea that this should be easy is not true, and he understands that, and he loves us, and he has created an opportunity for us to return to him through Jesus, and it's in Christ that we have the opportunity to shine God's love on those around us. It makes me just, it is such an opportunity. I yeah. Mean, when, you, when you think about it that way, it's like, Whoa. <laughs> Whoa is right, because there's a scripture, uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 9. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. Mm. So as it makes mess- me kind of hungry, though, too. Okay, good. <laughs> as messed up, I think you may be going in the wrong direction. I know. <laughs> um, as messed up as things are in this world, it often can give us the idea that we can't make a difference, that we can't make a change. And in fact, we can. But we can, because... Yeah. The thing is, is that in order for the devil to win in his attempt to overthrow God, there have to be no good men left trying to do anything good. So as long as there is one person left trying to do good, the devil hasn't won. Right. And that's the little bit of yeast that we can each be, where you can say, I don't care what's going on around me. I am going to be the person I'm supposed to be as Jesus says I'm supposed to be, not what I dream up in my own house, in my own way, but I'm going to be what Jesus asks me to be. I'm not going to let the enemy determine who I am. I'm going to be this little yeast, this counterinsurgent that changes the whole batch of dough. To kind of change the metaphor, it makes me, but it might fit a little bit, it makes me think of the fruit of the Spirit. And so what are your fruits, what are the fruits that you're producing And if you're the last person on earth that are producing good fruits, think of the flourishing fields you can bring about just by your one actions, by your choices. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, The fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long suffering. Uh, it, It matters and we make a difference. And the important thing is never to let the enemy determine who you are. If we engage in these conversations and these arguments that just result in a bunch of yelling and stuff, then guess what? The world has more yelling. Um, It's very hard in Afghanistan. Uh, The Taliban did a lot of bad things. And if we responded to the people in anger or uh, retribution, then the very people whose hearts we're trying to change would be the people whose hearts we were changing in the wrong way. Makes me, in hearing that, if we show up that way, but we're calling ourselves Christian, then we're just giving them so-called proof. Yeah, we're just calling ourselves Christians. Right. right. We're not actually Christians. People are already looking for it. And so when we don't show up as Christians, even though we say we're Christians, we're proving them right. It's even worse. It's even worse. It's better not to say you're a Christian. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, I'll tell you something interesting. Many of you know I'm an airline pilot in my civilian job. And I've noticed something about the flight attendant crews, and that is is that they take on the personality of the lead flight attendant. Right. So when you have an awesome crew of flight attendants who are just working so hard for the passengers, you know, even if you never met them, that the lead flight attendant is a rock star. I think that can be in any environment. I think about as an instructor how I set the tone and I I do body language things and kind of test some things in front of the audience and we can see by how I show up the energy that I affect in in my students. And just think about, you know, you've probably been at home before. Somebody walks in with 
something going on and there's all of a sudden this like cold air that's kind of walking through the house type of thing. Everybody's on eggshells. Absolutely. We can be that little yeast for better or for worse. You can be the yeast, uh, which causes everything to rise, or you can be the contamination, which causes uh, bad things to happen. So uh, you're going to laugh at me because I got another Blue Bloods uh, It's quote. okay. It's totally you. Um, I love the show. And I was watching Blue show. Bloods or a rerun. And Tom Selleck, the police commissioner, asks the following question in regard to some of the behavior by some of his police officers. He says, how do you go by the book when nobody else is reading the book? And I just thought that's so interesting because as Christians, we may often feel, how do we go by the book when nobody else is reading the book? Doesn't really matter. And it doesn't matter. Mm -mm. If you're going down, go down swinging. Right. Uh, This is what I choose to do today. It doesn't matter whatever, you know, believing in Christ, being as a Christian, getting up and praying with my Bible and doing my best to follow what the Bible says doesn't matter what other people are doing. Yeah, and this is such an important uh, point that I'd like to make, and it's a scripture that you often hear quoted, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Lean not on your own understanding, but submit to God in every way, and he will make your path straight. And he does. That's a little bit of a, a contraction, a Reader's Digest version. But the point I'm trying to make is, don't lean on your own understanding because if we all have our own rule book, then nobody has a rule book. <laughs> That's a mess. <laughs> right. And we see the mess. We, we see, see the, the mess, mess that is our today, society. Right? Yeah. And so what we who read the book have to do is first and foremost, read the book. Right. And secondly, do what it says. And that becomes hard when... Um, you're in an interaction that's going south or has the potential for going south. Maybe you've even been True. wronged or whatever. Right. And keep in mind, you can always just walk away. Yeah. And that is extremely powerful. In dogfighting, uh, we fly these very expensive jets paid for by the taxpayer. And when you come into a dogfight, a uh, fight with another airplane... If you do not have a decisive advantage where you are going to win the fight, then you just blow straight through. You just keep going. You don't even get in that fight. And the reason is because that jet paid for by the taxpayers is too important. It's much better to come back and fight another day. And as Christians, the damage that we can do in the uniform of Christ beneath his banner is too great to hazard the opportunity that we have to shape people's perspective by getting in the wrong conversation with the wrong person because they got nothing to lose. You got everything to lose. So if I'm getting it right, if I'm going by my book, the Bible, then my paths have really already been set forth and I can just walk on by like that dogfighter when I see something that's not in line with what's in the book. Yeah, and we're not advocating actual dog fighting. No. We're just talking about when two jets engage in air-to-air combat, it's referred to as a dog fight. Right. Because I love dogs, and I would never be able to stomach the idea that no, somebody no, said no. that I... No, no, no. But uh, the path, the path right, that we're walking, right. the path is very... It's clearer to us 
because of the book that we're reading. And it helps us discern which direction to go. Absolutely. I'm a little bit stuck on the whole dogs thing right now because I like big dogs and Christy likes little dogs. And I just don't see the point of that. Okay. So wait, 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 wait. I had a chihuahua. (laughs) I called her a chihuahua. I love big dogs too. When I think of a chihuahua, I think of Mexican food. And I don't know why, but Taco I think Taco Bell, yeah. anyone, yeah. anyone? Okay, you so didn't back meet on my track. Pasha, <laughs> my Chihuahua. I'm she sorry. was the sweetest ever. Um, I'm sorry to have gotten distracted there. <laughs> uh, but the point that we're trying to make is as we approach the many engagements of our day, which are going to have strategic consequences or which may have strategic consequences for the world in which our children will grow up. We have an opportunity. And if we lean on our own understanding, we have our opinions and our thoughts, then truth be told, we're one inmate in an, insil- in an asylum telling another inmate how to behave. And I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to lean on my own understanding because the creator of everything, he knows how things should work. He knows how things should go. And I make my life a lot simpler when I just do what he says. And a lot harder when you don't. And a lot harder <laughs> when you don't. And Believe we, you me, I've tried. Yeah, we've spoken about <laughs> second and third order effects. So when you have an initiating action, it produces results. So the initiating action would be the first order. The results would be the second order. And then things happen as a result of the results. And that's the third order. And for us as humans, it's generally said in science and the study of social interactions that we can't predict beyond the third order because it just gets too convoluted. Well, God does. Yeah. He knows. He knows all. He's been there. He's seen all. And what he's saying to you is, child... Don't go there. It will not work out right. In this particular interaction, just walk away. And you don't have to pass judgment. You don't have to get yourself upset. Jesus often did it. He, he didn't say when everybody was telling him he should be the king, yeah, that's a stupid opinion. I'm not going to do that. He just said to the apostles, let's go. Right. And that's so important because otherwise you're giving them yet another opportunity to tie you up in a fight you are not going to win. And which will bring discredit upon your God because they're not wearing a uniform. You are. And that uniform is that of Christ. Well, back to the book. I know I'm stuck on that. You were stuck on dogs. I'm stuck on the book. But it is a book of wisdom. I mean, God knows. It, he, is, he has infinite wisdom. And I really don't want to rest on anybody else's wisdom except for God's. Yeah. I don't know when I said it. Uh, I think about it. Even cheap furniture comes with manufacturer's instructions. And if you don't follow the instructions, then you're going to be like me. And there's going to be pieces left over and you're going to have this shaky little bookshelf that can't even hold a comic book. And you'll be like, why did that happen? Well, the creator of the universe gave us manufacturer's instructions. And if we just follow the instructions, it makes life a lot easier. So I will give you uh, a, a direct uh place to go look in the Bible. Matthew chapter 10. If there is one chapter in the Bible that so speaks to counterinsurgency and how we can approach all of these things, it's Matthew chapter 10. 
And Matthew chapter 10, uh, verse 34, Jesus says, Do not suppose that I come to bring peace. I do not come to bring peace, but a sword. I will put a man against his father, a daughter against her mother. And what he's saying there that's so important in that chapter is we are here to put people to a decision. And we can't very well put them to a productive decision that lets them uh, know the love of God if we engage in things of their choosing. We have to be intentional and engage in interactions of our choosing, and those interactions must be governed by rules of engagement, which bring credit upon our God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Matthew chapter 10, it's amazing to me, the Marine Corps uh, issues all of its orders in a format called a five-paragraph order, where it says situation, mission, execution, administration, and command and signal. And if you read Matthew chapter 10... To me, it's like a Marine Corps five-paragraph order. He gathers the disciples. He tells them what their mission is, go and make disciples of all nations kind of thing. He tells them how to conduct themselves, the execution. And he says uh, that if you do these things, the people will be blessed from you. So the thought I had is the instructions. If we don't follow the instructions, we create destruction. Uh, Very good. And that is the truth. And that brings us to our moment of truth. And as you know, in every show, we have a moment of truth where we look at Scripture, which informs our discussion. And we do this to remind ourselves that God's Word is our first refuge, that it's always relevant, and that it never fails. And our moment of truth today comes from Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. And it says this, In the same way, Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. This is the best explanation of counterinsurgency I've ever heard. We put down the devil's insurgency by our good deeds, which we do in the name of God. Romans chapter 12, verse 21 puts it like this. Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. The good that this refers to is our light. It shines when we walk in the truth of the Bible, when we speak God's truth without hesitation, when we do everything as if unto the Lord, when we hold ourselves accountable and strive each day to be righteous, not doing what we think is right from a worldly perspective, but doing what God says is right from his divine perspective. When we quickly admit wrongdoing and ask forgiveness, and when we're quick to forgive others, that shines a bright light into the darkness. It doesn't matter what others do. Their behavior is irrelevant. It might make our lives a little easier or a little harder, but the only behavior we can control is our own, and that is the good on which we should focus. And our quote of the day speaks to this uh, quite beautifully. Uh, Janice Stanfield said this. She's a nationally recognized speaker and humorist, and she said, I cannot do all the good that the world needs. But the world needs all the good that I can do. And that is courageous Christianity. Friends, thank you for listening to us each week. We have a year of shows under our belt. We're excited about the change we're making to one hour, Saturdays from noon to one. And we hope you'll stay with us. And it's your listenership and financial support that makes courageous Christianity possible uh, as a public non-profit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield, 
Your tax-deductible contributions keep us going. Should you want to contribute to this ministry, you can find us at CourageousChristianity.today, or you may do so by texting the amount you'd like to donate to 281-800-4940. That's 281-800-4940. For a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of my book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. So again, you can find us at CourageousChristianity.today or 281-800-4940. We're so grateful for your listenership and for your support. Should you want to reach us, we can be contacted at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com or 281-656-1833. And if you want to catch previous episodes of Courageous Christianity, you can listen to them at kkht.com under the Programs tab by selecting podcasts, and looking for Courageous Christianity with Richard Mandelow, and that's me. Please don't forget that we are moving to noon on Saturday starting next week, and we will be able to enjoy more time with you then. Thanks for joining Christy and me today. We are honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and semper fi. <music>